You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. All right, we're going to move on to a reoccurring topic we like to call a little thing called Vibe Check. Spit it out, Kayla, on our Wednesday pods. How are we feeling through the first six weeks? What is our Vibe Check? Cody, do you want to go first? Uh, my, my current vibe is uh, a state of being I'm very used to at the moment. It's called partying in your mid-30s. Um, <laughs> it's got pros Same. and cons. It's got pros and cons. Very familiar with it. You just went to a wedding, Kayla. So you're yes. going to be very familiar. I just came back from a golf trip. Very familiar with this trip. Parting your mid theory is very simple. Um, you're kind of enjoying it. When you're out, it's kind of fun. And then when you kind of take the bigger picture perspective, it's not as much fun as you think. Like I'm kind of enjoying watch the Chiefs play football, but it certainly feels like it could be better. I would rather probably be in bed watching Law and Order reruns than doing this, than partying with you guys. So there's a better version of the Chiefs that exists that I would rather be doing, but I will accept this because I'm with friends. It's fun. You guys are still a good time to be around. I'm not saying it's an awful time and I'm not enjoying myself, but there's still greener pastures. It's There's some middle ground of I'm cautiously optimistic about the Chiefs, so partying in my mid-30s is my current vibe for the Chiefs. Cody, are we best friends? Uh, <laughs> law, law and order, you're speaking my language. Look, I mean, we're just, it's part, we're, we're both in our mid-30s. <laughs> we, we understand that, uh, that there's a certain level of that is better than staying out till three in the morning. Yes. But if I'm being honest, I'm an SVU girl myself, so. Same. That's the best one. Oh, yeah, it is. I watch it daily. All right. Um, I, I will not. I'll, since I don't want to go in unison here, I'll just uh, I'll refuse to agree with you, Cody. That way, I <laughs> as the youth. What are you, a criminal intent guy or what? No, no. <laughs> well, I still like going out and partying. Organized crime. I'm young and I'm You're vibrant hip. and I have <laughs> lots and lots of energy. Just um, you wait. My vibe check is Grin and Barrett time because it's October. And this is typically when we see the Chiefs hit a little bit of one of their patented lulls. I'm going to share with you guys an absurd statistic. Well, there's actually, there's many absurd numbers within this statistic, but so you'll have to uh, bear with me here as I get to it. Patrick Mahomes in his regular season career is 54 and 15, which means that in the month of October, he is 12 and seven every other month he is 42 and eight that is his record in the month of october versus the the sea you don't know what it is probably not all on him but there is just something about coming out of the gates we know how good he has been that first month of the season and maybe it's just like impossible to maintain that energy and that level of focus all year where the month of October is sort of recalibration mode. And I'm not even saying that 
Sunday versus the Bills was an example of that, even though he did have a couple of uncharacteristic turnovers. But this is typically when you see the Chiefs kind of hit that lull before really ramping things up in November and December, and it just wouldn't shock me if that's what we're seeing again. Feels like you could have called that like a coming-of-age teenage drama. Like, they got to find themselves here in the middle portion of the movie so yeah. that they can be their happiest, best self at the end, Nick. But you know what? If that's how it works, if this is like a teenage drama where everybody, you know, is happily ever after at the end and the girl gets the guy and they love each other at the end of the movie, if that's what happens, then I'm okay with that. Because thus far, through four seasons, that's kind of how it's always went. Yeah. Playing good football at the beginning, hit a little lull, and then all of a sudden you're the hottest team in the NFL before you head to the playoffs. I like prom. It. Prom is the example you're giving here. You're the hottest <laughs> yeah. girl in football before heading to prom. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> what do you got, Kayla? All right. My vibe check is Patrick Mahomes' social media. And what I mean by that is we didn't get a we didn't he's been silent it for a week. We haven't gotten anything from him as as it pertains to football. He's talked about postseason baseball, but we got we always get the video after a win of the crazy plays and it's the hype video, we've gotten nothing. Um, and I, I like that. Uh, I did think we would get something like, hey, that game was on me. We're going to do better next week. We didn't even get that. He's just been totally quiet. And I think he's processing the loss. And I would rather him stay silent and then just come out next week against the 49ers and annihilate, annihilate them. So that's my vibe check. It, he kind of does this after losses. Like he'll just kind of lay low. And then when we do get a win, he's loud on social media. So I'm just going to stay humble for right now. And I know we'll turn it around. But yeah, I'm not not thrilled coming off a loss. And neither is he. And I like that about our quarterback. Somebody well, needs to do a deep dive into like a correlation between Mahomes' frequency of posting on social media and his performance on the field. I just kind of did. <laughs> yeah, I guess. He didn't say anything after the Colts lost either. The Colts lost. Hmm. He was quiet. This sounds like the less interesting version of whoever ran the numbers on Kyler Murray's record on Call of Duty double XP weekends. <laughs> but, but I am interested. I'm not going to lie. Did you see poor Kelsey? Did you see he was in New York for game five of Cleveland Guardians? It was supposed to take place on Sunday night and then the rain comes. So like, does he even like we're recording this obviously on a Tuesday. I don't even know if he gets to go to the game tonight. They're usually off on Tuesdays, oh. but because he's got to work on Wednesday, I feel like that there's a chance he won't be that game tonight. He's going to have to sell his ticket. He that always be a bummer. To make it work though, doesn't he? I mean, he just. I mean, if you're rich enough, you can just or invite Patrick and hope he takes the jet. Like, I mean, <laughs> that's what I would do. I'd be like, Pat, got a ticket for you, pal. Come on out, and I'd be like, hey, can I get a ride home? Do you mind? Plenty of seats. It looks like on that. That's what I would do if I were Travis, wouldn't you? Plenty of seats. It looks like. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 can you not do this just like a ride in your friend's car with Mahomes in his jet more, right on your <laughs> private jet on the PJ or, you don't even do that what you always do is you be like god I can't believe book that red eye really wish I would have <laughs> maybe caught that earlier flight he's like oh no, no 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 I got you just come get on the flight with me you're like oh I couldn't are you sure I, I'd hate to do that I don't want to impose <laughs> yeah, and, then, <laughs> and then you catch the ride that's actually maybe the better way to play it, Nick. Then sure, it looks like you got a lot of extra seats on that <laughs> private jet. Do you mind if I hop a, you know, hop on? Look at us being internet sleuths. Yep. All right. 
Let's move on. Guys, when will Isaiah Pacheco see an increased role in this offense? A few stats here. He's played a career high of 17 snaps versus the Bucs, 11 carries for 63 yards. Uh, And since then, he's played just 12 snaps in the last two weekends combined. On the season, he's had 31 attempts for 149 yards and one touchdown. Nick, I, I feel like I've been having to be talked into this a little bit by both you and Nate Taylor of The Athletic. So you explain first, because with every word someone speaks, I get closer and closer to where I think you are. So where I'm at is, well, there's two questions, I guess, to be answered here. When do I, because the question you asked, Kayla, was when do I think Isaiah Pacheco will see an increased role, or will he, or should, do I think he will? Do I think he will? Absolutely. Um, he may not be the best running back on this team, but I'd love to find out because what I know about the Chiefs running back situation and the fact that Clyde, while the, the snap numbers can be deceiving because Jarek McKinnon is still playing a ton, he's just not getting a ton of touches. The one guy who is getting consistent touches week after week is Clyde. And what we said early in the year when he looked really good and was producing was that, wow, this guy looks fresh. He looks healthy. He looks like he's got a little extra burst that maybe we hadn't seen in the past couple of years. Everybody has a little extra burst in week one because you haven't been hit in six months. Well, now all of a sudden you're in week six and Clyde kind of looks like the guy he looked like the first two years of his career. And there was never a play more telling than um, I think it was late in the game in the third or fourth quarter. And he gets a handoff. It was out zone. He he has to beat one guy to the edge, doesn't beat him. So at that point, you got to make the guy miss. Didn't do that either. And that in a nutshell is who Clyde is. He doesn't have that burst to get to the edge and he doesn't have the wiggle to make guys miss. And in this offense, if you don't have either one of those things, I'm not entirely sure how useful you can be. So again, I don't know that Pacheco is the answer where all of a sudden you should start giving him 15 touches a game and he's going to produce at a high level. What I do know is what you have going right now is not consistent. There will be games where Clyde will get punch one in the end zone or he'll rip off a big reception. That's fine. But game to game, Like I don't care about the final numbers. I want to know how consistent is your running game going to be, whether that's simply running the ball or your running backs in the pass game. The the season-long totals look okay for the Chiefs running backs, but we've seen the inconsistencies, and I don't get the rhyme or reason. All I know is he's the one guy who looks like he has a little bit of something extra in his tank. I want to see more of it. I think we're, because I was always hesitant, because I always felt like for those first few weeks, it had started to become pretty clear that, It looked like Clyde was their best back. And that's how I felt after two weeks. And now that I've gotten six weeks worth of Clyde, I end up falling back to the same thing, which is he's on pace for 1,100 yards. Um, He just kind of looks like like a Daryl Williams type. He's fine. You could do worse. Um, If he has to be your lead running back because of injury, fine, whatever. I'm not like, I don't think that he never makes good plays or can't be good out of the backfield. But the best runner, Nick, to your point, at this point, pretty clearly looks like Pacheco when he's in. Now, we have very limited example, and they were up in that game against Tampa Bay, but I'm with you. I'd rather find out now. Because they we always pretend like that if they let Pacheco get more of the carries over the next few weeks, that they can't just go back to Clyde. I mean, unless you're worried Clyde will just never regain confidence, for, and in which case, that's already a problem. So this is the same thing I feel about right tackle. To me, there's no reason why you can't 
Go to Pacheco heavy for the next couple of games and find your answer. Because if your answer is he's no better than Clyde, nothing is stopping you to return to the old form. There are a lot of really good, smart NFL head coaches who have rotated through a thousand different backs and it never changed anything. See the Rams with Sean McVay. See, see Bill Belichick in New England. It doesn't matter. Like it, it really doesn't. See Andy Reid in previous years. It doesn't have to be Clyde forever. It can be whoever, whoever you want it to be. It was Damian Williams after a year of it being three different running backs. It was Damian Williams out of nowhere. It really was. He had the same amount of yardage in the regular season as LaShawn McCoy, a guy they eventually benched and never played again. So it can be whoever you want it to be. Every NFL team has proven that. And now that we've gotten through enough part of the season, I think it took me a little bit longer to come around because I saw some good Clyde again this year. And then you start believing maybe he can be that guy they drafted. But the more you see, it's not the better you feel. The more you see, the more you want to see someone else. And I think that that's kind of what it is with Pacheco. I think it's really hard for teams to shake. We took one guy in the first and we took one guy in the seventh. And in this case, I don't think it should matter. This goes back to like Ezekiel Elliott back in the Tony Jones days when Ezekiel Elliott wasn't healthy. I'm like, you're starting the wrong back. Like, I know that you gave Ezekiel Elliott all this money for that stretch, but there was a good full season when he wasn't the better running back, despite the fact they kept giving it to him more. And I don't, you know, I don't know. Maybe this is the Thomas Jones, Jamal Charles, if you want a Chiefs example. They let Thomas Jones start for an entire damn year in Kansas City. You don't have to do that. Jamal Charles is better. And in this case, Pacheco might be. I don't know for sure, but I'd sure like to find out. I'm right there with you. First of all, he's just size-wise, he's more of that, you know, running back one, if you will. Um, and something that we kind of touched on on Monday's podcast, I don't understand why we continue to run Clyde up the middle. It makes no sense to me. He just gets demolished. Like, send Pacheco in for those plays. What are we doing? You know what, though, Kayla? I agree with you 100%. The problem is Clyde's not good at the outside stuff either. But what so did he do like, well? Yeah, that's kind of, where, <laughs> kind of where I'm at. I mean, and look at it. Like, the last two weeks, he's had 18 carries for 48 yards. Ugh. You say he's on pace for 1,200 yards. Yes, he is. But I would also point out that his rushing attempts per game are at a career low. His rushing yards per game are at a career low. His yards per attempt have remained pretty stable. If it weren't for the five touchdowns, this is a fantasy football thing. If it weren't for the five touchdowns, we would be talking about Clyde having a horrible season. But he does have five touchdowns through six weeks. He had five touchdowns through five weeks, which all of a sudden makes his total body of work yeah. look statistically more impressive, whereas the efficiency numbers are actually pretty lackluster. It's hard because like he's averaging more yards a carry than a guy like Jonathan Taylor, but no one is in a more favorable run situation than Clyde Edwards-Alaire. He faces no resistance at the linebacker and safety. They never put anyone extra in. It's just you. Jonathan Taylor had averaged seven yards a carry in this offense. I know that's a bit hyperbolic, but I, you know, like I'm only kind of half kidding. I don't think that he wouldn't average significantly more. And Isaiah Pacheco, for his very limited carries, has 31 carries for 149 yards. He's averaging more than a half yard per carry than Clyde. And to me, Nick, it's the same thing. It's maybe we're wrong, and maybe Isaiah's not the more talented running back, but I still don't see the harm in finding out. 
Well, Chiefs personnel, if you're listening, we'd like to see some more play from Pacheco. Please and thank you.